ACP Church family, welcome to the No Borders podcast, where every week we will discuss the sermon and share some personal takeaways. We are currently in our sermon series, Stories, where we will get to hear different testimonies from our church and learn how to share our own unique story of faith. All right. Thank you for joining me today. Today on the podcast, I have my sister-in-law, Kyla. Hello. We got Darby on Hi. here and Britt. Yeah, I'm and, back. <laughs> uh, had a big birthday celebration yesterday. Oh. Darby <laughs> turned 21. Yay. Wow. Thank you guys sing. That's a, oh, yeah. Happy <laughs> birthday to Oh, my God. Right. I remember my first babysitting job oh. in Florida. I watched Miss Darby. Wow. <laughs> I don't know how old you were, but that's so crazy because you're like an adult now. I know. So I, I, had, <laughs> I had multiple people come up to me being like, you make me feel so old. I'm like, I'm sorry. I, no doubt. I just yeah. remember that Mary and Scott Coop pay good. So. <laughs> <laughs> Worth it to be a babysitter. Yeah. So we're, so we're the like, babysitters. And, and, right? Well, I guess they don't Darby, need one. Don't need one now. No. Darby was like an age-old child, so it so was good. I remember Darby going and I feel like it went in phases like one minute I was like she's the sweetest little girl ever and then like as she got older she was just like kind of mean to me (laughs) just like for a period like when you were like younger you were a kid you were like a little kid and you just gave me these looks and I was just like Okay, but I then you, then I you, do you, have you, mean looks. I, I admit to that. Like, that's fair. You and I, I can be a little attitude-y. That's my parents. David and Ben complain about it all the yeah, time. Yeah, but like, oh, hey, boy. they gave it right back. So what <laughs> they can I sure do. <laughs> they let you have it. Well, very good. Any any big birthday plans that you have, or did you do anything? No, fun? we just went out to dinner at Mister Rowan's in downtown oh, Auburn. I love that place. It was really good. Nice. And then we just did you get the star pizza. Thing? Yeah, oh, yeah, and the Nutella dessert thing. It was really good. Yeah. 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 Shout out. Plug the uh, Mr. Yeah. Owens Extraordinary yeah. Pizza yes. in downtown Mel. Go awesome. check it out. Very They're good. so good. So good. <laughs> we I should feel... get him as a podcast sponsor. How about that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That'd be cool. We can we finally get that camera that we always We we're not that good. <laughs> finally get that camera we've been waiting yeah. on. That's right. <laughs> Anyway, so um, we are going to jump right in. We are continuing in our sermon series called Stories, uh, where we're going through different people's testimonies, and your dad, um, Pastor Tom, uh, uh, kicked it off. (laughs) Not not everybody's dad, I guess, here. Um, Anyway, so we uh, uh, kicked it off here going through um, the scriptures, talking about Saul's conversion to Paul uh, Mm -hmm. and the Damascus Road there. Um, now when he went over the scriptures there, is there anything that, that stood out to you guys, uh, just going through that kind of story or, or what are some key points or takeaways that you have from just learning about Saul's conversion? Uh, my, th- cause it, the conversion itself is so spectacular, right? It's one of these like 180 degree turns, like completely different direction. But, uh, I, I think we always m- maybe miss out on what Ananias did, like his obedience to mm-hmm. go to, to actually That's go to Saul, point. right? Mm-hmm. And like he even said, like, hold on, I've heard about this guy. I don't want to do this. And Jesus was like, go, like, you got this. You're, you're going to be okay. Mm-hmm. And his boldness to be able to go to this man who is killing his brothers and sisters in the faith yeah. and have this incredible, well, or he, you know, heals him of his blindness and then and is a part of that story. It's like, it, how big is that for us as believers to be willing to go and talk to people and do things for people, even if we know no, that person does not believe at all and they have an argument for everything and they have a quick response for everything. Just go. The Holy Spirit's got you. It's interesting because it does tie into kind of when Mike Jaffe, and I know we're getting kind of ahead, ahead <laughs> right now, but 
um, how he talks about how that the lady in the audience was there yes. and how God yeah. uses other people as a tool. Mm-hmm. Um, and so in that scripture, you know, Saul had a tool, you know, mm-hmm. and, and God used somebody else um, to really speak to him. Right. And just like that woman in the audience spoke to Mike, mm-hmm. um, it just all, you, you never know how yeah. God's going to use you in somebody else's story. Yeah. yeah. So cool. Yeah, definitely. And so, um, you know, Kyla just referenced it there, but he he goes into Mike Jaffe's uh, testimony there and, you know, very powerful testimony he gave today. And obviously you could see uh, just by what he's involved with now, you know, this has been a complete change in his life. And, um, you know, what what a great um, kind of um, reference there to to go back to, to Saul and uh, Ananias and yeah, I think that's that's super important to look at the stories uh, in the Bible and look at the different characters, look at the at the different perspectives of what happened. And yeah, that definitely stood out to me looking at Anias's role in that and um, how that how that can play and you know how we can you know emulate what they have done in those stories to you know affect the people around us. Um, is there anything else? Uh, I guess just th- kicking it off there. Uh, what stood out to you in in Mike Jaffe's story there? Well, I guess just because it segues really well what uh, Kyla was talking about with the the woman that was part, actually part of his recovery team, or was it called Circles of Care? Yeah. yeah. Um, he mentioned something that really caught me, and he, he said, I believed that they believed, talking about the other believers he was around at the facility, so this woman and whoever else he was around at Circles of Care who believed in Jesus. He said, I believed that they believed. So he was like, I didn't believe, but I believed that they believed, and that was enough for me to start. And I think that's incredible. Like if just an incredible encouragement for us to live our life in a way that is so convincing to other people that we believe it fully and that we're living in it fully that they say, I might not believe, but something about them, like I'm I'm interested. I'm at least interested to find out more. And I just thought that was really powerful that he had people around him that were living in such a way that he was like, it's clear that they believe this without a shadow of a doubt. So now I'm interested. I need to figure this out. And I just thought that was really cool. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know he he um, he said there that you know when Christ is the center of your story, it's it's God's story, and mm. and sometimes you know we don't necessarily you know recognize it during the time. It's sometimes after the fact that we can kind of point back and said, oh, God intervened here. God, mm-hmm. you know, did this. He led me in this in this direction and everything. Um, you know, is there looking at at his story and just seeing you know the the people that were involved the you know, the, the steps that he had to take, you know, addiction being, being one of them there and, you know, you know, walking through that and how that looks. And, uh, Kyla, tell us a little bit about, you know, your, um, story with addiction and kind of how you can kind of see some parallels in his story there. Yeah, there's, I mean, there's a lot of parallels. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so, um, like him, you know, I, definitely reached sort of a rock bottom. Now, no one, um, I wasn't court ordered to go, but, um, I may as well been, you know, I was, I was, you know, at, at, you know, I was in the same place with him, had planned out suicide, had, Mm. um, had it all orchestrated and, and what, what I was going to do. And, and finally I also went to rehab, um, and did 28 days in rehab. Um, and it was in that time, just like kind of when it, when he said it in the tunnel and in the, in the mm. darkness is when you really, you start to, I, I don't know if it's just, you clear your mind and your head and you just are like, you realize in this Damascus road experience, like that's when you really cling on to God. And, um, 
you know, for me, it was, it was alcohol. Um, and, um, I think whenever you kind of get that absence of alcohol from, from me, I started just thinking differently. Um, and that's really just the start. I mean, he, he has seven years sober. Um, and it's rehab is like that starting point, but Mm. then it's when you get out and that's all. So it was interesting to hear about his story after, you know, it, it took him a whole year after to to really work up a relationship with his wife again. Yeah. And it, it wasn't, um, you know, so the clarity happened, but then that's when the work happens. Right. Um, yeah. And you can tell by his, he's put in the work, you know, he's put in the time. Yeah. And um, yeah, there's a lot of parallels, but mm-hmm. um, it's it's so encouraging to hear someone else's story. Yeah. You know, I've yeah. seen him a million times at church. I know who he is. Uh, like, you know, I've heard my, you know, my parents talk about him and his family. Um, and I never knew that. Yeah. I never knew that story about him and in his family. And um, that's what is cool about these messages is you learn um, what other people have gone through. And now we have this kind of common ground, yeah. if you will, of yeah. like, wow, ugh. Two yeah. peas in blood. <laughs> so, no, it's it's, it's powerful, and, and like you said, it, you know, it it may not be a direct parallel to to your story, but you know, most people know somebody that has struggled with addiction there, and um, it's it's definitely hard to look at that and you know know the exact way to help somebody going through it. Um, but hearing people's stories, I think, helps us. Even, you know, if we're not directly going through it, it, it helps us kind of shine a light of how to support somebody going through it because right. you're able to see yeah. the steps that they took and, you know, how it wasn't just like, you know, this one day or one he he, he referenced deep difference people's uh, letters that, that came yeah. to him. Yeah. And it was, it was that time, that process that, you know, keep after the person, you know, if you have a family member or friend that's going through it, it's like, you know, don't give up on them, but don't expect, you know, this drastic change overnight. Mm-hmm. And right. so just, yeah. you know, putting in the um, support that you can. Um, I think a lot of times too, like, you know, you hear like an, an addict story and you're like, oh, wow, wow. And sometimes you forget about all the family around them yeah. and all the friends that were also significantly like affected by yeah. it, you know? And it was cool to kind of have him, like him read the letters, you oh, know, from his was- dad, like, you can hey. hear the pain. Yeah, and, like, and he was, like, yeah. emotional about it because he's mm-hmm. like, look what I did to my mm-hmm. my wife and my, you know. Yeah. And Speaking of, shout out to his wonderful wife. I know. Or through the divorce, through the through the separating, through the taking the children, through all of that, never stopping to pray for him. Yeah. And, and never ceasing praying for him yeah. and never um, – and having that willingness to reconcile yeah. that relationship and to not just see him for his old self but being able to see – the newness that Jesus did in him, like that's what a what a story of 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 unconditional love from her as well. So yeah, um, I think it's important too, like as he said, you know, kind of what you touched on, Eric, that you know, continuing to support them, but also continuing to pray because I think that sometimes we maybe forget the power of our prayers. Mm-hmm. Then it may not be something that we see, you know, right now or in the time we want. But over time, as you listen to his story, he was like, God's fingerprints were all over my story from the start to the end. Mm-hmm. It's like you know, praying sometimes is a lot more than we think, even mm-hmm. though it may not be something that we can physically see that you kind of have to just have that faith and trust that like God's going to, you know, bring them 
through stuff, but he has a bigger plan that mm-hmm. may be better than what we could have imagined. Right. And it goes to that hindsight thing that yeah. Kyla was talking about. It's like you may not see it in the moment, but yeah. then you look back a year, two, three years later, and you're like, yeah. oh, my goodness. Like, I see every work that he did because you're able to see the completed picture, right, or yeah. at least the more, the more, <laughs> more completed, completed yeah. picture. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think about, you know, just different. I feel like because it can be applied like with his story, it's addiction, but it's a lot deeper than that with with just his story. He was dealing with divorce. Mm. He was dealing with, you know, broken relationships. Those are things that we all have. Mm -hmm. We we might all have to go to rehab, you know, like some of us in the room. (laughs) Some of us can get it together. Others can. But no, but I mean, he he dealt with a whole lot of other stuff, you know, and those are all things that, you know, depression and and brokenness and um i don't know it's to see when you're in the midst of it you don't you're like oh my gosh it's still overwhelming yeah yeah but then you look at it a couple years later and you're like wow i mean look at what i did Yeah. yeah. No, I, I, I think that you know, like your dad, uh, like Pastor Todd, <laughs> you say your dad, so I'm just talking to you. We're Sorry, right guys. across from each other. Um, We're not in the room. Follow yeah. Walker. <laughs> um, remember whose story you're really telling, and mm-hmm. any life story dedicated to pointing people to Jesus can can change lives. Um, and so, you know, having having those people that are vulnerable vulnerable enough to share their story to be that kind of cautionary tale um, for other people and help people go through the situation that they may be struggling with. And, you know, I think it, it comes to the point of just, you know, having that vulnerability with with people. I mean, he he said that this was the first time he he shared it in this kind of, of setting. And, you know, I, I don't think it should be that. I mean, I know that to, to be vulnerable is, is definitely hard. I struggle with it. But I think we should. It should be more of a normalized thing to talk about these things yeah. more in yeah. in public and being, uh, you know, just being able to connect with people a little bit more because you know that the the barrier to that I feel like is just these passing by you know relationships that we have at church. You know, we just say hi, we pretend everything's fine, and we you know get on with our day. But uh, we're missing that transformation, that power in our those stories mm-hmm. um, that can connect people to you know, make that change. And we don't know what the, you know, person across the aisle is, is going through. And so, um, yeah, big vulnerability, big shout out to him for sharing yeah. the story because yeah. it's, it's definitely tough. And to piggyback off on that, like how crazy we, we talk to people and we share, well, if someone gets up on stage to, to teach you something and they teach from the perspective of here's how I did it perfectly the first time. And it just went well, I had success. It was massive. It was great. Woo. Good for me. That's not teaching. Like, I feel like, right. okay, well, no, what, what happens when I'm, do fail. What happens when I do hit hiccups? Like we learn and connect with each other so much more in our failures than we do our successes. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. so much more. And I, so isn't it funny that we talk to you and say, Hey, what do you got going on? And you just start telling all the good things that's going, mm-hmm. going on in your life. Oh, yeah. this, this, this. And it's like, let's share the bad too. Like, let's yeah. talk to each other about the bad. Like yeah. it, it takes tremendous vulnerability, but let's normalize it. So it, it doesn't take so much, you know, let's just normalize it to the point where we, we are letting each other. That's why these prayer requests and praise reports are so cool at our church. Like I love getting to see what people are going through because then we get to see the outcome at the end too. We get right. to pray with them through it and then see all that God does through it. And it's just so cool. Um, let's normalize being vulnerable, normalize yeah. sharing our failures so that we can help each other to succeed. And um, and you don't know, like I remember being in rehab. Okay. And I remember sitting there thinking, okay, and I'm going to tell you, if you've never been to rehab, the first, it's, it is 
a lot, you know, because you're like locked essentially into these this area. You can't can't use your phone, can't do anything. And I remember reading the Bible because that was, I mean, honestly, that I didn't have anything else to cling on to, and really feeling because of kind of foundationally what I had already been taught, like. God's going to use you in this moment. God's mm. going to use you. God, and it was the only hope I could cling on to yeah. because I was like a wreck. I'm like, there's a reason you're here. There's a reason you're here. Um, and through that brokenness, uh, like I, I just feel like if you're broken right now, like God can still use you through that. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. to be encouraged by that, because um, like telling your story, like we're talking about now, even when you're broken, can impact other people around you. Um, and maybe that's the only thing you can do to get through it, you yeah. know, is to to talk about it. Yeah. Um, but, Pastor Tom, yeah. your your dad. <laughs> Pastor Tom talked about it last week, didn't he? About, dad. He, yeah. <laughs> when when the man asked him after he healed him of, yeah. of his blindness, he said, "Can I come with you?" And he said, "No, no, no, stay here." Yeah. Mm-hmm. He said, "Stay mm-hmm. here and tell your story." Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like it's so important for us. To, and then what happened? He came back months later or whatever it was that some time had passed and he went back to that same place and 4,000 people were waiting on him because yeah. of probably right. what that yeah. man did, what that man was able to spread the story of what God, of what Jesus did tell, for him. And you don't know why you're going through yeah, it and yeah, you don't know yeah. why you're experiencing all this stuff, but mm-hmm. like there's a reason, you yeah. know, God wants you to share it. Because yeah. other people are going through it too mm-hmm. and they need people to support them and that have been been there, done that. And, and yes. yeah. Yeah. And just piggybacking on that, like a lot of times people think Christians are perfect or you have to have your life together. Um, but, you know, God uses broken people. You look at mm-hmm. all people all throughout the Bible. None of them were perfect, mm-hmm. right? And so it's like they all have their own struggles. But if you're only portraying the perfect version of Christianity or the perfect Christian to other people, no one's going to want to come to God and know who he is because they think that they have to have it all together right. before they come to know him, which is the complete opposite of why we're all Christians. Yeah. So I think it's super important that we show that not just to each other, but also kind of to the world that like you you don't have to be perfect like you can come as you are but leave change right like yeah. let god use you yeah. and work in you it's that it's that simple of don't fix yourself before you come to god yeah. come to god and yeah. he will fix you it's yeah. it's just it's so it's that's as simple as that yeah now um one th- uh just question just, just came to mind was uh just thinking about youth and uh Britt and Darby working with both with the youth and how a lot of times you're seeing in real life, you know, when people are kind of making that that choice, that transition in life, and um, kind of the question is, you know, how how do you help people to process that change? How do how do you help people to process what they just did in mm-hmm. their life? And you know, because I'm sure in the story of Paul, you know, uh, Anais was um, right there to kind of help with the process of being like, all right, this is what just happened to you. It's, it's <laughs> right. just like, cause, cause a lot of times we don't have the, the vocabulary. We don't have the, the, uh, experience to really know what just happened. We're kind of yeah. just in this state mm-hmm. of like, I feel differently about my whole life, but yeah. I don't know how to put that in yeah. words. So looking at the youth and helping people, how, how can, how do you guys, how have you seen that, um, process of being able to help people, uh, with that kind of conversion experience, does anything come to mind with you? For me, it's like it maybe I don't know if it's gonna be corny coming out this way, but it it leads right into what we're doing in this series, just sharing yeah. my story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's all I can do. Like, of course, I have biblical knowledge that I've gained right. through you know through the years, but 
29 years old. I don't have all, I don't have that much biblical knowledge. Like I'm working on it still. I'm still <laughs> trying to gain that. Like, yeah. but it, all I can do is tell them my experience with Jesus and, and mm-hmm. tell them what right. my story is. And oh man, like you experienced that. I experienced that when I was 16. Oh, you experienced that. I experienced that when I was 21. I, and then just walk them through. This is how it happened for me. This is what I did. This is, mm-hmm. this is how Jesus led me through that. And and so, yeah, I mean, just a perfect plug into what we're doing here. Just tell your story. That's, yeah. that's if G, it's Jesus at the center of it. It's God's anyways. Just tell that. That is the instruction yeah. on how to walk and follow Jesus. And I think especially like when we went to camp and stuff, they kind of have like this change in worldview is like he talked about in the story and, you know, through Mike's story is that everything looks differently when you kind of have that clarity from God mm. of what your life used to be and what it is now and how you should be living. Um, I remember like going to college, looking around like in a room full of people just being like, it's so empty there, mm. but it's like, because of my worldview, like the way that I see everybody else because of God, mm. it just was like, look at all the people you could reach because mm. of. Yeah, right. Definitely. Yeah. That's so good. Any, anything else that, that comes to mind, um, you know, regarding the uh, scripture or uh, Mike Jaffe's stories or anything else that we didn't touch on that um, any of you want to discuss? Real quick, something Mike said. I just want to. Share, I just wrote down some quotes from him. I just thought were were awesome. We're so powerful. Um, but he talked about. We talked about a little bit already. God's fingerprints being all over his life, and he was like, I, I, it took me seeking him more for him to reveal himself more. And I thought that was so interesting because God's there. God is speaking to us. God is, is. Pastor Tom said it at the beginning. He's opening doors, closing windows. He's he's guiding us into these these uh, life, mm-hmm. these lear- these learning seasons and, and seasons of growth. Um, but when you start to seek him more, mm-hmm. you are way more sensitive to the things he's doing in your life. And you yeah. just start seeing it here and here and there and all over the place. And so that's my encouragement. Continue to seek him more and more and you will just be, you will see his fingerprints all over your situation. Whether whether you're walking in a season of success or a season of, of you know, that valley right now, you will see his fingerprints all over it. Yeah. I think sometimes we think that, you know, we're waiting for God to do something, but sometimes it's our job, you know, to do, to spend time with him and to seek after him and to continue praying because sometimes he's waiting on us and it's not just something that, you know, we're waiting for this giant miracle or we're waiting for this breakthrough to happen, (laughs) but sometimes he's just calling us to be obedient and to spend time with him and to maybe just rest with him because, you know, if you're searching for other things, you know, just waiting on God, sometimes he's like just be patient and just trust in me and sit with me. Yeah. That's, that's the most important thing we can do. I was actually just reading the story of when Jesus fed the 5,000 and it talks about how he turned to Andrew and asked him what we should do. Mm-hmm. And then the next line in, in scripture is he, he asked Andrew, what, what do you think we should do? And it says he asked Andrew this already knowing what he was going to yeah. do. <laughs> and he's just asking Andrew anyways, what, what do you think we should do? Yeah. And he just, He's just, hey, you you press in. I want to hear what your ideas are, you know? Yeah. I just think that's so cool. He already has a plan. Right. He just wants us to be a part. He wants to spend that yeah. time with us. He wants us to be faithful and test our faith and our boldness. And yeah. I just think that's that's so cool. I think from the message for me, um, the, the Damascus experience, um, I, I suppose I didn't realize I had one, <laughs> you know, whenever I experienced it. So, um, and I liked whenever they, whenever he explained, like, it, it impacts the way that you view the world and how you live your life. Yeah. Um, and without the experience that I had a few years ago, um, it wouldn't ha- have transformed me the way it has. Mm. Yeah. Um, I was looking at a, a, a picture of Remy when she was little, my daughter. Um, 
she's cute. And I was, she was so sweet. And everyone's all, you hear parents are like, I would go back to that time in one second just to have a couple. And I don't want to ever go back because mm. I, I think about myself wow. selfishly in that time. And I, God has just done so much for, like, I'm here right now. Mm-hmm. And the transformation is just, um, it's Christ is the center of your story. It's God's story. Mm. And that's so powerful for me. Mm-hmm. So this was a good one for that's me, so this cool. good yeah. story. So, this yeah. whole series has just been, yeah. had me yeah. hyped up. It's so cool. Yeah, definitely. So the the encouragement would be just to to know your story, you know, take some time to think about, you know, your story, you know, if you've, if you've been through it or listen to other people. If you haven't been through that conversion, if you're not ready to give your life to Christ, you know, listen to other people's stories because there's so much truth. There's so much you know, power in other people's stories. Mm -hmm. Um, But know your story, be bold enough to share it, be vulnerable enough to share your story and um, take some time to, you know, condense it so that you can yourself process it and then be able to share it with others to help people make that uh, change in their own lives. Um, But and send Passions. in your story. There yeah. you go. Yeah. Send yeah. it in. Send in the story. There's a, there's a QR code. There's, yes. yeah, there's a, multiple ways you can get to it. Pastor Tom's four instructions. Write your story out. Pray for an opportunity to share it. Share it when you have that opportunity. And then number four, celebrate it. Let us know. Yeah. Yes. Let us yeah. know through the praise reports that we, so we can celebrate that you're sharing your story and sharing the gospel. Definitely. Well, thank you guys for joining me, and uh, we will kick it off next week again. Uh, we'll go through, I believe, another testimony. Yeah, and, I think uh, so. Do you yeah. think they're going to go through? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> All right, take care. Have a good one. Love you guys.